It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas Everywhere you go The Jay Garvin Show Home and Mortgage Talk Saturdays at 8 a.m., Mondays and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Here on KRDO News Radio 105.5 FM, 1240 a.m. and 92.5 FM. Now here's your host, Jay Garvin's. This segment is brought to you by Empire Title, Bill McAfee, your best of the best Colorado Springs gold winner. Front door, a pair of hop-along boots and a pistol that shoots with a wish at Barney and Ben. Well, Merry Christmas to everybody out there. I am so excited that the Christmas season is upon us. And every single year on the Jay Garvin Show, Matt, my producer, and I have done something special for five years running where we take Christmas to step away from mortgage and real estate and title and goals to share with you some timeless stories about Christmas. Please feel free to go out to churchillmortgage.com and put in any comments of stories you'd like to hear in the future or some of the stories that we said and how you want to hear them differently. But you also can visit that site and just give your comments or call me personally at 719-330-1457. And I want to tell you Merry Christmas. And Bill, I really appreciate you joining me in the studio. Are, are you ready to read some wonderful Christmas stories? You know, I'm, I'm actually very excited for this, Jay. You and I are always talking business, so I'm really looking forward to this. Great. Well, say your Merry Christmases and we'll get it underway. Well, you know, first of all, I'd like to say Merry Christmas from my wife, Rhonda, and my daughter, Kinsey, and Sean. And just thank you, all the people that used this this year. And I want to thank all the vendors. But the big deal is, Jay, thank you for having us be a part of this. This is something that's near and dear to my heart, spreading the word. And so I just really appreciate you letting me participate in this. Well, do you want me to start with my story or you start with yours? You know what? I better kick it off because if I let you go first, (laughs) they're going to beat me into the ground. (laughs) So what are you reading and what are you sharing with the listeners, Bill? You got it. Well, you know what? For all of Jay's listeners out there, this is from Jay as read by Bill. It's O Little Town of Bethlehem. O Little Town of Bethlehem, how still we see thee lie. Above the deep and dreamless sleep, the silent stars go by. Yet in thy dark street shineth the everlasting light. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. For Christ is born of Mary and gathered all above, while mortals sleep and angels keep their watch of wondering love. O morning star, together proclaim thy holy birth. And praise sing to God and King and peace to men on earth. How silently the wondrous gift is given. So God imparts to human hearts the blessing of his heaven. No ear may hear his coming, but in this world of sin, the meek souls will receive him. The dear Christ enters in. O holy child of Bethlehem, Descend to us, we pray. Cast out our sin and enter in. Be born to us this day. We hear the Christmas angels, the great glad tidings tell us. O come to us, abide with us, our Lord Emmanuel. Thank you, Jay. This next story 
is called the bright star, and it comes right out of the New Testament, Matthew 2, 1 through 12. Night after night, they watched the skies. They counted stars. They looked at the shapes, the stars that were made, a bear, a lion, a fish. They noticed which stars were bright and which stars were dim. They saw how the stars changed from season to season. They were the magi, the wise men from eastern lands. One night, as the magi studied the stars, they saw a new star, a bright star. This is an important star, they said. It's a sign, they proclaimed. It means that a new baby king has been born. We have to go find him and worship him, they said. This baby must be very important an important king to have such a bright star. So the wise men packed their gifts for the new baby king and they began their long journey. They traveled over the hills, they traveled across the valleys, they went through the dry sand deserts. They crossed rivers and the star led them. Every night there it was showing the way. The wise men came to the city of Jerusalem. They stopped and asked if anyone knew where the baby king was. We came from the east, where we first saw the star. We have come to worship him. King Herod heard the wise men and were asking about the new baby king himself. So we called the leaders to all the reigns together. Do you know anything about this new king, he said. We know that long ago a man named Micah wrote about a king who would come from Bethlehem. King Herod called the wise men. Go to Bethlehem, he said. Find this new baby king. Then come to me and tell me where he is. I want to worship him too. So that night the wise men looked at the sky again and the star was still there and they followed it and followed it all the way to Bethlehem. The star stopped right over the house where Mary and Jesus were. The wise men went and bowed down before their Savior. They worshipped Jesus. They opened their packs of gifts of gold and sweet-smelling incense and mirth. They left these gifts at the feet of Jesus. Then God told the wise men, do not go tell Herod the king where Jesus was. Because they were so wise, the Magi went home a different way. Over the hills, across the valleys, through the deserts, across the rivers, they went and traveled home, studying the stars along the way. That was a great story, Jay. Would you like to continue? I would love to. If you'd stick around, we want to continue with some more heartfelt Christmas stories after this break. You're listening to The Jay Garbage. Have a holy, jolly Christmas. It's the best time of the year. I don't know if there'll be snow, but have a cup of cheer. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad, prospero año y felicidad. The Jay Garvin Show Home and Mortgage Talk. 
Saturdays at 8 a.m., Mondays and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Here on KRDO News Radio 105.5 FM, 1240 a.m. and 92.5 FM. We're back with your home mortgage Jedi, Jay Garvin's. This segment is brought to you by Arrow Moving and Storage. Well, welcome back. I'm Jay Garvin's and Bill McAfee. One of my most cherished partners were in the studio just reading Christmas stories to you. Jay, would you like to do more stories? I would love to. And you know what? Let's break it up with some humoristic ones. Do you have one for the kids? You know, I, I do have one for the kids. In fact, mine's the voice definitely for this one. It's uh, <laughs> I am Cindy Lou and by Dr. Seuss. So this is for all you kids and kids at heart out there. I am Cindy Lou. That sounds like one big Cindy Lou, doesn't it? <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I am Cindy Lou. I am a who. I live in Whoville, and I am two. All the who's like Christmas a lot, but the Grinch on Mount Crumpet, he really does not. At Christmas, my family loves to trim our Christmas tree, hang wreaths for all to see. We hang stockings, one, two, three. We wrap presents for everyone who knows. Presents need boxes and ribbons and bows. I help in the kitchen. We bake cookies and cake. We share with our friends all the treats that we make. All over Whoville, bright colored lights sparkle on December nights. On Christmas Day, we stand in a ring. We all hold our hands and we sing, sing, sing. That's a wonderful story, Bill. The next one I have is a classic, Away in the Manger. Away in the Manger. No crib for a bed. The little Lord Jesus lay down his sweet head. The stars in the bright sky looked down where he lay. The little Lord Jesus asleep on the hay. The cattle are lowing, the babies awake, but little Lord Jesus, no crying he makes. I love thee, Lord Jesus, look down from the sky and stay by my side until morning is nigh. Be near me, Lord Jesus, I ask thee to stay close by me forever and love me, I pray. Bless all the dear children in thy tender care and fit us for heaven to live with thee there. That's a good one, Bill, you got in front of you. You have my daughter's favorite. What are you going to read next to finish out the segment? What's your daughter's name? Ella. Ella, this is for you. Oh, that makes me cry. Jay, it's Twas the Night Before Christmas, and I think this is just a special one for everyone. Twas the night before Christmas, when all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care, in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. The children were nestled, all snug in their beds, while visions of sugar plums danced in their heads. And Mama in her kerchief and I in my cap had just settled down 
for a long winter's nap. When out on the lawn there arose such a clatter, I sprang from my bed to see what was the matter. Away to the window I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters and threw up the sash. The moon on the breast of the new-fallen snow gave a luster of midday to objects below. When what to my wondering eyes should appear but a miniature sleigh and a tiny reindeer. With a little old driver so lively and quick, I knew in a moment it must be St. Nick. More rapid than eagles, his courses they came, and he whistled and shouted and called them by name. Now Dasher, now Dancer, now Prancer, now Vixen, on Comet, on Cupid, on Donner and Blitzen. To the top of the porch, to the top of the wall, now dash away, dash away, dash away all. As darkly before the wild hurricanes fly, when they met with an obstacle, mount to the sky. So up to the housetop, the courses they flew, with sleigh full of toys and St. Nicholas too. And when in a twinkling I heard on the roof the prancing and pawing of each little hoof. As I drew in my head and was turning around, down the chimney St. Nicholas came with a bound. He was dressed all in fur from his head to his foot, and his clothes were all tarnished with ashes and soot. A bundle of toys he had flung on his back, and he looked like a peddler just opened in this pack. His eyes, how they twinkled, his dimples, how merry. His cheeks were like roses, his nose like a cherry. His droll little mouth was drawn up like a bow, and the beard on his chin was as white as the snow. The stump of a pipe he held tight in his teeth, and the smoke had encircled his head like a wreath. He had a broad face and a little round belly. It shook when he laughed like a bowl full of jelly. Ho, 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 ho. He was chubby and plump, a right jolly old elf, and I laughed when I saw, in spite of myself. <laughs> A wink of his eye and a twist of his head soon gave me to know I had nothing to dread. He spoke not a word, but went straight to his work. He filled all the stockings and turned with a jerk. And laying his finger aside of his nose and giving a nod up the chimney, he rose. He sprang to his sleigh, to his team gave a whistle, and away they all flew like the down of a thistle. But I heard him exclaim as he drove out of sight, Merry Christmas to all, and to all a good night. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. Amazing, Bill. Just speechless. Please enjoy this music. Come all ye faithful, or better known as Let Us Adore Him. Please stick around as I'm going to share the Christmas story after the break. Stick around. We have more stories to come for Christmas right after these messages. You're listening to The Jay Garvin Show. Oh, come, all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. Oh, come, ye Mary, did you know that your baby boy will one day walk on water? Mary, did you know? The Jay Garvin Show Home and Mortgage Talk. 
Saturdays at 8 a.m., Mondays and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Here on KRDO News Radio 105.5 FM, 1240 a.m. and 92.5 FM. We're back. Now, here's Jay Garvin's. When you kiss your little baby, you kiss the face of God. I'm going to continue with what I believe is the most powerful story, and that's the story of Christmas. The Christmas Story by Jane Werner. This is Mary, a girl of Galilee. She lived long, long years ago. But such a wonderful thing happened to her that we still remember and love her today. One day an angel appeared to Mary. You are blessed among women, the angel said. For you shall have a son, whom you shall name Jesus. He will be called the Son of God. In his kingdom shall never end. I'm glad to serve the Lord, said Mary. May it be as you have said. Then the angel left her. Mary married a good man of Nazareth. His name was Joseph, and he was a carpenter by trade. When Joseph had to go from Nazareth up to Bethlehem in Judea, he had to go there to pay his taxes in his father's town. Mary went with him. It was a long, weary journey for her. When he reached Bethlehem at last, they found many travelers there before them, and the streets were full, cheerful, with jostling kinsmen. The inns were crowded to the doors. Though Joseph asked for shelter, For his wife alone, every innkeeper turned them away. At last, one innkeeper, seeing Mary's weariness and need, showed them to a small stable full of warm, sweet hay. There Mary brought forth a son, and she wrapped him in swaddling clothing and laid him in the manger, since there was no room for them in the inn. There were in that same country shepherds out in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them in shining glory, and they were all afraid. But the angel said to them, There is nothing to fear. I come to bring you news of great joy, which shall come to all the people of the world. For the child is born this day in Bethlehem. He is a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign to you. You shall find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothing and laying in a manger. Suddenly the sky was full of angels praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. When the angel disappeared into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go to Bethlehem to see this thing of which the Lord has made known to us. They hurried to the town and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in the manger. Afterwards, the shepherds told everyone they met the child of God. Now when Jesus was still a baby, three wise men from the east came to Jerusalem. Where is he that is a born king of the Jews, they said. For we have seen the star in the east and we come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, 
he was troubled in his wicked heart. He called the wise men to him and asked them just when the star had appeared. He then sent them off to Bethlehem saying, Go and search for this young child, and when you have found him, bring the word back to me, so I may come and worship him also. When they had heard the king, the wise men departed. Behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them, till it stood over the place where the child lay. When they saw the star, the wise men rejoiced and said, We are glad. And when they came into the house, they saw a young child with Mary, his mother, and bowed down before and worshipped him. They opened their treasures and laid before him their gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Being warned by God that they should not return to Herod, they departed for their own country in another way. The child was called Jesus the name given by the angel before he was born. And the child grew and became strong in spirit and in wisdom. And the grace of God was upon them all. You know what? That was beautiful, man. I like that. But I'm going to lighten it up just a little bit if that's okay. We're, we're, we're going back to the kids. Oh, oh, oh. A little bit of fun here. What do you got? We're going to do it. All right, this is one of my personal favorites. It's the, uh, the Grinch. I am the Grinch. Okay. Oh, you are the Grinch. I you totally go am. for it. My, Kids, uh, you get ready. Here's a great one. Let me uh, take off my shirt, and the fur is about the same. <laughs> I am the Grinch. I live in a cave on Mount Crumpet, far away. The Who's live in Whoville. This is Max. He lives with me. He would do anything for me. Wouldn't you, Max? Good boy. That's a good boy. Good boy. The mayor has declared Christmas to be three times bigger this year. Bah! If you're like me, there are all sorts of things you don't like about Christmas. I don't like the ornaments. They tinkle, and they're skinny and sharp. And what a mess they make when they shatter. And the trees don't even get me started. They have long needles and sticky sap. And when they sneeze, it gets stuck in my nap. I don't like toys. The Who children find them on Christmas morning, and then they say, ooh, and ah. Oh. They squeal, and they laugh. It's awful. Simply awful. And then they pull out the instruments. They toot, they clang, they tweet, and then they toot, 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 and clang some more. Then they start with the bells and the singing. As soon as you hear one, you know where you're going to hear the other. And if there's one thing I don't like... It is singing. I don't like stockings. I'm not going to eat candy out of a dirty, stinky sock. Well, maybe one piece wouldn't hurt. Now, wait a minute. I'm Cindy Lou, and I love Christmas. There's got to be something you like at Christmas, Grinch. Well, I do like Max. Come here, Max. That's a boy. That's a boy. Oh, he's a boy. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. This next one, Bill, is called The Haybed. It's a story from the New Testament, Luke 2, 1 through 20. Along the dirt road came the people, some with carts, some riding donkeys, some just walking. Mary was riding a donkey. She had to. She was carrying a big load herself. A baby was growing inside her, 
and it was almost time for the baby to be born. Now Mary carried a special secret in her heart. The baby was God's son. Joseph, who was Mary's husband, walked beside her. He knew the secret too, but other people around them didn't know. And there were more and more people on the road the closer and closer they got to Bethlehem. They were all going back to be counted with the other people whose family had also come from Bethlehem. The streets of Bethlehem were full of people and carts and animals, and Joseph pushed through the crowds, leading Mary's donkey. They found their way to the inn. Mary was so tired, she was ready to rest for a while. But there wasn't any room in the inn. In fact, there wasn't any room at any house. There were so many people in Bethlehem that all the beds were already taken. But Mary couldn't spend the night in the street. Joseph had to find a place for them, and he finally did. He found a stable where the donkeys and the cow and the sheep were all nestled. But there was still room for Mary and Joseph too. What a surprise to come to Bethlehem and have to spend the night in a stable. Then Joseph and Mary had another surprise. The baby came, a red face and crying baby. But what a wonderful baby he was. God himself wanted to tell the world that his son had been born. So he sent angels during the night in the fields outside the town. Sheep slept like big, white, furry balls snuggled in group across the entire shadowy hills. All of a sudden, an angel appeared, and the shepherd shook with fear. Don't be afraid, said the angel. I have good news from God. Today in Bethlehem, God's son was born. If you want to go see the baby, you can find him in the manger of hay. Suddenly, lots of angels appeared. They said, Glory to God and peace to men. When the angels left, the shepherds said, Wow, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see what the angels were talking about. They rushed to the town and looked for the baby, and they found him right where the angels said he would be, in a manger, a bed of hay. He was a tiny baby, but he was God's son. And they called him Jesus, Emmanuel, the Son of God. If you'd stick around, we want to continue with an amazing story by Max Lucado, Jacob's Gift. You're listening to The Jay Garvin Show. Garvin Show Home and Mortgage Talk, Saturdays at 8 a.m., Mondays and Tuesdays at 7 p.m., here on KRDO News Radio 105.5 FM, 1240 a.m., and 92.5 FM. We're back with your home mortgage best friend, Jay Garvin. Ho, ho, ho! Merry Christmas! Jay 
uh, man, I, I love this time of year, and especially being able to read stories like The Grinch. Have some fun with that. By the way, my dog Max is here. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> that is awesome. And if you're listening right now, Bill and I just want to say Merry Christmas, and we love spending this time with you. It's a cherished time with there's so many dedicated radio listeners out there, and we just want you to know that we appreciate you. You know, Jay, from Rhonda and myself, and from all our staff at Empire Title, we truly want to wish everyone just a Merry Christmas and just a heck of a Happy New Year. Jay, I really appreciate you letting me be a part of this and letting go into, into people's hearts and enjoy it with both the, the adults and the children and the children who are adults, you know, and adults who are children. So I uh, really appreciate being a part of it. Yeah, and Bill, I couldn't ask for a better partner and friend. And really, to finish out the whole show, I want to share a special story, not only to the radio listeners and you personally, but everybody out there that can feel the magic of Christmas. This last story here, Bill, is called Jacob's Gift, and it's actually by Max Lucado. He's great. And this story of Jacob and his Rabbi Simeon, and interestingly enough, about Rabbi's nephew, Joseph, from Nazareth. Wow. And it's a story about a new baby, a special baby being born, and someone that had the honor of giving him his first gift. The story is Jacob's Gift by Max Lucado. Rabbi Simeon brushed the sawdust off his hands and began untying his apron. Before you leave today, I have a special announcement. He hung the apron on the wooden peg and turned to look to a handful of boys in his shop. All but one apprentice had removed their aprons and put away their tools. Rabbi Simeon looked across the workshop, and one boy continued sawing a piece of wood. Jacob, the rabbi instructed, your work is finished for the day. Put away your tools. Jacob didn't respond. The only sound he heard was a swish, swish of the saw. And now the swish, swish was the only sound anybody heard. But Jacob didn't know that. The other boys in the shop, they began to snicker. Rabbi Simeon let out a deep sigh and shook his head, but he wasn't mad. Deep down, he was pleased. He, too, knew that it was special what the boy was doing and what it was like to be lost in the world of woodworking. But it was time to go home. Jacob, the rabbi called again, his voice louder this time around. The sawing stopped. When Jacob heard no other noise, he knew he'd done it again. Slowly, he placed the saw on the table. I, I, I'm sorry, Rabbi. Rabbi Simeon smiled. That's all right. Put away your tools and hang up your apron. Our workday is done. Jacob quickly cleaned off his work area. With a sigh, he stood and walked across the room, never looking up. This was the part he hated the most. Everyone was looking at him. He hung up his apron as the other boys continued to snicker. Jacob's cheeks burned. Finally, the rabbi spoke and all eyes turned back on him. As I said earlier, my nephew from Nazareth should be here within a few days. He is a master carpenter who knows quality work. He will help me select one of you for a special task. The one who builds the best project will work with me on the new synagogue. Oh, it will be me, the words were strong in Jacob's thoughts. He feared he had spoken out loud. Only days earlier, 
he'd overheard the rabbi say, just leave Jacob alone with wood, and he can do most anything. Jacob had turned red then too, but that time it was with pride. I just have to be chosen, Jacob determined. I want to use my hands to help build God's house. It doesn't matter if everyone says I'm too shy. This time, Jacob, did you hear what I said? Oh, no, sir. I'll be away for the next few days, but you may still use my workshop to finish your projects. Now listen, young man. As the others began to leave, the rabbi, he asked Jacob to stay. Again, Jacob felt his cheeks all warm. He waited until everyone left, and then he approached the carpenter. I'm sorry, Rabbi. I apologize. I'll do it. I'll do it better next time. The rabbi motioned to Jacob to sit on one of the stools and listen. Oh, Jacob, you've done nothing wrong. I asked you to stay so I could tell you something. The rabbi smiled, pulled up a stool, and sat down. He placed his big hand on Jacob's shoulder and began, God has given you the gift of woodworking. What is difficult for many is easy for you. Surely you've noticed. Jacob nodded slowly. He had wondered why other boys struggled with the wood to make things that seemed so simple to him. God gives gifts, Jacob. Some can sing, others can teach, and you, you can build. You have a special gift. Have you ever wondered why God has given you this gift? So, so, so I can learn to be a good carpenter, he guessed? Well, <laughs> the rabbi chuckled, not exactly. God gave you this gift to share it with others. Let's say you gave a present to one of my daughters. How do you think that would make me feel? Happy, I guess? Of course. Even though you gave a gift to my child, I would feel like you've given that gift to me. God is like that too. When you give a gift to one of his children, it's like giving a gift to God himself. If you are ever in a circumstance where you have the chance to help somebody, remember what I told you. Now, now run home and tell your father that I hope he has an inn full of guests tomorrow. That evening at supper, Jacob's father reminded him of the days ahead. We're expecting a lot of business, son. I'll, I'll get up early, promised Jacob. I will work on my project in the morning, and then I'll help you in the evenings. The next three mornings, Jacob crawled out of bed while it was still dark, and he went to the workshop. With the fire going and the lamp burning, he worked hard to complete his project. The other boys laughed when he told them what he was doing and what he wanted to build, but now was almost finished, and they weren't laughing anymore. Jacob was building a new kind of animal feed trough. His would have wheels. He got the idea while watching some men work in the stable next to his father's inn, and they loaded the wagon full of hay, rolled it into the shed, and then dumped it in the trough. He thought, why not just put wheels on the trough? And that's what Jacob was planning to do. Jacob had returned to the workshop after helping his father all night at the inn. Rabbi Simeon, We'll be here tomorrow. I must finish this project tonight, thought the sleepy boy. Jacob took his tools and looked at the trough and then at the four wheels piled on the workbench. <sighs> so much work to do in so little time. He was so tired. 
maybe if I just close my eyes for a few minutes. In what seemed like the very next moment, a beam of starlight slipped through the crack and fell across Jacob's napping eyes. What, 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 what he shouted, startled by the sudden light? Had he slept through the whole night? When he looked out and saw the village showered by a gleaming, shimmering light in the night, Jacob rubbed his sleepy eyes, and then he walked outside toward the star that seemed to dance in the sky near his father's inn. He had heard a strange sound in the stable behind him. Quietly, Jacob crept closer. He looked through a knothole in the stable wall. There, nestled in the straw on the ground, there was a baby. Beside the baby knelt his mother. The man gently covered her with his cloak. The baby must be uncomfortable on the ground, Jacob thought. Quickly, Jacob turned and raced back to the workshop with an idea. He stood beside his newly built feed trough. He had measured each board so carefully, he had cut each piece with skill. He had oiled it all with care. It was the best work Jacob had ever done. Tomorrow, the rabbi would select the best apprentice. But tonight, there's a new baby without a place to sleep. Good morning, boys, said Rabbi Simeon. This is a big day. Jacob approached Rabbi. Uh, 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 sir, I need to tell you something. Later, Jacob. We need to get everything ready for my nephew, Joseph. He's here to help me. The rabbi's voice drifted off as he began to talk about the projects outside. Then unfinished chair, a desk with one leg too short, a wobbly stool, and then looking at a stack of wheels, he asked, Where is your project, Jacob? That's what I was trying to tell you. Something happened. There was, last night, there was a big star. Uncle Simeon! Joseph! Simeon shouted, extending his arms. I'm so glad you're here. Jacob's eyes widened. This was the man that he had seen with the baby in the stable before. With one arm still around Joseph, the rabbi turned to Jacob. Jacob, this is my nephew from Nazareth. Jacob was too surprised to speak, so Joseph spoke in his place. We've already met, said Joseph, putting a hand on the boy's shoulder. In fact, Jacob gave my newborn son his very first gift. Your, your son, the rabbi inquired. What son? Where is he? Come, and I'll show you. The rabbi and Jacob hurried behind Joseph. Joseph led them around the curve and down the hill toward the inn. Did you stay in the inn, Joseph? <laughs> Not quite. It was too full, Joseph smiled. Then, then where did you stay, asked Rabbi Simeon. You'll see. Joseph led them past the inn, down to the bottom of the hill, where he left a path and then turned towards a shelter. A stable? Simeon asked. You kept your baby in a... Joseph smiled and placed his finger over his lips. Quiet, uncle. They're asleep. Follow me. He lowered his head and entered into the stable. A cow mooed at the presence of the trio. Joseph stepped next to the trough and motioned for them to come and join him as they approached. When the rabbi and his student looked inside, they saw a beautiful newborn baby. 
Uncle Simeon. His name is Jesus, Joseph whispered. And he has a cradle fit for a king. Joseph's kindness made Jacob's cheeks turn red again. But he felt so good seeing a baby asleep in the feed trough that he made. Now I see why your project was missing, said the rabbi. And it's the finest project I've ever seen. You'll be the one to help build God's house. But tell me, why did you decide to give your feed trough away? Jacob smiled with delight. I remember what you said, Rabbi. When you give a gift to one of God's children, you've given a gift to God, said the boy. And the rabbi's voice was very soft. And he said, And so you have, my son. And so you have. I love Christmas time and I love the stories. And most of all, I love the memories that are built. And I want to share with everybody out there, all of you, my radio listeners, of the deep appreciation and love that I have for you. You're on the road. You're driving. You're working. You're toiling. You're doing your chores to and from work. You're doing things endlessly for your children. You are the warriors out on the road listening. And I'm just so thankful that you do listen. I'm so thankful that I have you in my life. So please just know that you're appreciated as you go and spend this Christmas season or this Christmas Eve or this Christmas Day with your family because you fill my heart. And as I share with you at the end of every single show, I pray that all of you go, grow, and prosper. Please tell someone close to you that you love them because that's what matters in the end. Not the gifts we give or the gifts we get, but just the tremendous memories that we have with our loved ones. And if you've not found your glory, your passion, and your calling from Christ, take the time this season to just pray specifically for that passion and energy because that's what you give me, the radio listeners, someone that I would serve and spend time with every single week. May you have a wonderful Christmas season, a wonderful Christmas evening, and may love be with you. You're listening to The Jay Garvin Show. The proceeding was a paid program on KRDO News Radio. KRDO News Radio does not confirm nor deny the validity or accuracy of the information contained in this program. And the views expressed do not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the staff and management of KRDO News Radio. Amen.